My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Matt, and I don't think they can hear you very well. Why don't you remove that dome? No? You can't take it off? I cannot. He can't take it off. Nope. I'm just kidding, guys. The reason why I'm wearing this is because it is time to break down season three of Mandalorian, of the new trailer. That um, you probably haven't seen. No. A lot of people haven't seen it unless you're at the panel. Uh, Matt and I were very lucky to be there, except uh, Matt, unfortunately, had a really bad <laughs> had a really well, bad spot at the time. So, well, first of all, to understand how this happened, you have to first understand how we got to where we were. And we can start off by talking a little bit, and Colin has a lot more to say about it. The lottery yeah. system that exists at Star Wars Ooh. Celebration, courtesy uh. of Reed Pop. Thanks, guys. Um, so he got he got uh, uh, into the panel, um, and I had to wait in the standby line for those who so actually did there. Actually, you did. I didn't you get didn't. An, into the lottery system on that one. The only panel that I actually got officially was um, nothing. Got uh, nothing. I got. I I got the. I got the bad batch, bad batch right. one. I bought my one for. Um, for the Lucasfilm panel, which I don't regret doing that. I do not regret it because that was one of the coolest experiences um, of all time. You hear that, Reed Pop? He had to go buy a reservation Something. because of you. So okay. you should feel bad <laughs> because he had to go do stuff and I, buy things. It's Listen, it's unfortunate, but it, it turned out fine. I got there. Um I, I, I love the Lucasfilm panel. Now, at the Lucasfilm panel, they actually did show um, a teaser of the Season 3 trailer for um, for Mandalorian. But when we got to the Mandalorian Plus panel, they actually showed like almost two minutes of extra footage of what they showed to people over at the, um, over at the Lucasfilm panel. But the way... So what happened was, to get into that panel, they had to... Um, Elbow. Uh, for people who actually got in, into that panel, they would line up. They had a guaranteed spot, and then there was the standby line, uh, and that was chaotic because the actual standby line formed around ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, well, actually, no. I mean, like I they, think they let us into line around like nine thirty. No, no, no. Into it, like the line to get in line. Yeah. So there's a line to get into a line. I so we so we walked in with Sam, uh, and what happened was they they put I believe the line was for the line was for ADA, which is um uh which is kind of like where people have wheelchairs or can't be in lines for too long. So disability, basically. yes, yes. Um, and uh, and they formed that line right, but. The people that were, you know, operating the standby line start um, got, com- I guess, they confused themselves and they put the people in standby over in that line. But the actual line where it was, I know this all sounds confusing. I know um, the uh, the the actual line where it was supposed to be was where me and a couple of other people got up to the front and we were in the correct line. But then everyone went to the wrong line, 
and and those Ooh. guys, all of those like people were saying, hey, listen, just let you know, since there's a lot of people that are in standby that are in the ADA line, we might have to move you guys over there. And 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 me, Matt, my wife, all these people were just like, listen, no, we were in the right spot. We did the right thing. Did you see how I got in that line, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I felt yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys messed this up. So no joke. I turned around and I yelled everyone that was, you know, that that was in the ADA line thing. And that was the standby line. I said, Hey everyone, this right here is the standby line. That is the ADA line. You're on the wrong line. And no joke. I heard a cattle. No joke. It it, it was a stampede. Everyone moved over and lined up behind us. And then people came out, came up to me saying, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, And, and I was just like, I was, like, I was like, I was just doing what they should. Yeah, have done. I, I would say I'm not getting in trouble for I'm like I'm not in trouble, but like I'm not getting put towards the back of a line when we're in the right spot right. and we're, we are where we're supposed to be, and uh, and we were so nervous about getting into that panel, and uh, and there were definitely people that were kind of hovering and and trying to get in, and then they ended up putting the caution tape, which was terrifying. But then we. Ended up getting like, in. The closer you yeah. got to the the time yeah. when they were going to release us, like yeah. the more the tape was stretching. It was like yeah. they were filling it up with people, and they kept like <laughs> pushing us forward. And I remember this, this little girl; she was probably like I don't know, like maybe twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. She was like five foot two. Yeah. And every time I looked down at her, she was closer to me than she was before. Like literally, arm to arm, touching me. And I was like, I'm mean, gonna whatever. Yeah. So I would step over a little bit to. Because I didn't want to be touching her, you know. Yeah. And then she just get closer, and I was like, I don't know what you're attempting to do, but you're not going anywhere. None of us are going right. anywhere. So, so inching forward. So then again, they didn't have like a, um, they did not have like a, like a, like a blowhorn or or like anything to like you know. Uh, poor Raheem. Yeah. So which he he was doing great. It was a big group. It, it, it was him and a couple other people, and then it was just like maybe over a thousand people. Like just waiting in that line. So I, uh, uh, so they told the people and and the front row, like, listen, before the line starts moving, all of you will like hook arms, walk forward, make sure like the uh, line stays, you know, clear. And and Leave it to Brooke, you, Annie, to hold back a thousand people. <laughs> I, I I told Matt, I was like, listen, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna grab my wife by the hand, all right, and I'll bring her in. You take care of Annie. No, because Annie, <laughs> Annie linked with Brooke, and then Annie didn't link with me. And then I was like, saw you guys in the distance. Yeah. And I was like, I'll see you in there. Yeah, and so, I didn't see you in there. No, so we be before we started moving forward. I turned around and and everything. Yeah, I remember you looking me in the yeah, eye. Yeah, like, um, uh, everything that they told us, they told um, like I turned around and told everyone. So I was like. Hey, everyone, listen up. The line's about to start moving. No running, no shoving. We're all on the same team. Don't worry. We'll get in there. As no. long as we just move in a orderly fashion way. And then people were like, yeah, you go, dude. And I was like, like yeah. yeah. We're totally going to destroy you. <laughs> no joke. We start moving, and it's and it's like that scene from Lion King. Of um, I thought we were trying to get to the lifeboats. I swear to God. <laughs> no, it was so bad. We, like, start moving. People were yelling like, like Mufasa better not be at yeah, the end of this line because yeah. he's getting stomped. We Sorry. we end up getting to the stairs and then all hell breaks loose. And I I I grabbed my wife by the hand and I was like, we gotta go. And we just booked it up the stairs, turn around, 
people are like, you know, like like sprinting in different directions, like just trying to find a seat. His, his wife looked like a rag doll going up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we actually got some decently good seats. You did. Um, me, Brooke, and then Matt. Uh, not Matt, but our friend Annie was right in front of us. Matt somehow got lost because, again, I was in charge of Brooke. I Annie did not. No. I, <laughs> Annie did not grab me. She grabbed Brooke, and then I went to grab Annie, and then five people instantaneously got in front of me, and then I was like, "Screw this!" And then I met up with you guys, and you were like, "Find a seat, any seat, it doesn't matter." And then like every time I looked at a seat, it would get filled the yeah. moment I went to go step towards it. It was like right. I was in a horror film. No, which. What's crazy because that panel was packed more than the Lucasfilm panel. I don't get that. That doesn't I, make any sense to me. I like I mean I get that that the Mandalorian is this huge sensation. And then there was like the other mean, I mean Lucasfilm, I didn't expect it to be what it was, yeah. but it was by far the best panel of them all. Oh yeah. But I guess people weren't expecting it to be what it was, obviously. No. But also, like, I remember like because like Hunter and all of them were like in that standby line and they weren't letting them in because they said it was full. Oh, it was yeah. like there was at least 300 yes. seats. No, here. no, that, that at least. Right. And that entire like that entire Mandalorian panel was like every seat was full. People were sitting on the stairs. People there was not one seat that wasn't filled. And I was like, why on earth the wasn't were the Lucas sitting in the panel? aisles? Yes. Yeah. And the and it was weird because they wanted to they wanted it to appear as if every seat was full. So yeah. they were putting them in the in the view of where the cameras were. They it were was nuts, bro. But wherever there wasn't a camera looking, they were like, ah, forget about those seats. Yeah. Like, what about those the, the hundreds of people that are fighting to get in this panel right now? And like it was just very poorly managed yeah and i was like have they never done this before so you know they have right it's just for me yeah, well. the lottery system is flawed it's 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 flawed and i and there are ways to fix it because i've definitely heard arguments of being like okay well you know how about the people that can't camp in line how about you know, um mm-hmm. uh, the uh um it like because i which i understand i understand completely but what you could do is you could create a separate, not a lottery system, but like a line system to where those people who can't camp in line, um, like like physically can't camp in line, have them have have like a separate line. So so where in the morning you can go in and then you can just go in and then they have a line for that. When the people who really want to be there can't camp out in line overnight because. That's what we did in Star Celebration 2017, and honestly, that is why we're here. That's why the whole the whole podcast is here is because we had the wonderful opportunity, and that's what conventions should be is 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 the full out fans camping out because you know so many people like would, and that's exactly what they used to do for the old days for um uh for premieres of movies. Like um, I remember for uh re. Revenge of the Sith. There's just lines, man. You remember Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, like of just camping out in lines, and I was like, okay, like th- this is crazy. Like I, I, I it's it, it's phenomenal, and I miss those days. And now you have this where camping out in line would totally work out. And because, for example, with the lottery system, you have what you have people flying from all across the world sometimes to. Why don't they have just like the yeah. res- regular reservation system? Yeah, um, like the, the people who want to yeah. go and like if they run out of seats, that's a potentially your fault, depending on when yeah. you bought your tickets or something like that. Yeah. 
but like the people who want to be there will yeah. do whatever they need to to be there. And and I I am a fine like I'm I'm a fine example. Like I paid. I paid for my um for for my bid to get in the Lucasfilm panel. And I shouldn't have had to do that. That number will remain disclosed yeah. for your for your own What? I said that number of what you pay will remain. No, because <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I, I did it. I don't regret it because it was just like, honestly, if I wasn't there, I, I as great as celebration is, mm-hmm. if you, there are some people that didn't get into any panels, right? So just walking into a big marketplace and then yeah, there's a and, place yeah. Star Wars stuff. Right. And, and it was just like, okay, cool. Star Wars stuff. <laughs> but for me, it was just like, I would be devastated if I didn't get in. And and thankfully I get in. But but there are people flying across the world to this thing. Mm-hmm. When when we were in the standby line for, Man, um, for the Mandalorian panel, I turned around, right? There was this guy... That flew all the way from India, and he was like, "I didn't get into any panels." I'm like, "Dude, I'm so sorry, man." How are you here right now? Yeah, I, 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 I and, and and he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's frustrating." And and I was trying to get in standby for Lucasfilm, and I didn't get in. I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. I really hope that you end up getting in." But he was right behind us, so I, I know he got in. But it, it was just like that is the flawed system. That's what I don't like about this because there are people who, who will get every single panel that they apply for. And then there's people that just don't get any panels at all. And then it's like, how does that make sense? That makes no sense to me. It, it, it shouldn't go by luck. It should go by people who really, really want to be there. Because it's not fair to the people that apply for all these panels. They they they, they end up going in. Uh, and then they're like, oh, this is the Mandalorian panel. It's fine. Because no joke, there were two people behind, my wife and I, um, uh, like, during the Mandalorian panel that that were just talking like behind us talking about, Hey, like, uh, what do you want to give to eat? doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Like um, what, what do you want to do after this? I mean, it's, uh, kind of want to go see that, uh, the, the Funko pops. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and not even that like that, they were like talking about Top Gun and everything. I'm like, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are right talking now. right now. And you're talking about that. You no, no, I, 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 I turned around and I was like, guys, listen. I would love that seat. Yeah, I, I was like, guys, listen, please, like, we, they're right there. Yeah, you said please. Your wife was a no, bit, no, a bit like less about it, Brooke. You know? I love her so much, Brooke. You do? Brooke turned around and, oh, and and was just like, guys, knock it off, and then they just shut up, and then and, and I was just like, just turn I was like, no, if if people at those panels. Should be the ones camping out in line that really, really want, really want to be there. Not, not, not by a luck system. That's so flawed to me. So, and don't worry. I know after this, we will probably get some type of reviews on of a podcast saying, "Hey, Colin's talking about the lottery system again." Well, I'm passionate about it because I think it's flawed. So that's just me. I, I overall, I think celebration is a phenomenal experience, except that one thing. Other than that, yeah. Anyways, let's get back to. The thing, yes. the reason we're here. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mandalorian season three, uh, we did get to uh, witness um, two different versions. Well, I guess three if you count the one that we saw later on television after the fact. Mm. Well, did it have new footage? Nope. No. Okay. Well, there was only two trailers for for the Mandalorian, and which have neither been released. In no. Public. No, um, but the one you're talking about is right the Bad Batch. That's, one. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But uh, which which we'll talk about that on a later that's, day. 
later. We don't have time for that. I mean, we have time for that, just not right now. We're busy talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Mandalorian season three. What was like some of uh, like the key takeaways from you seeing the trailer? Like, what got what? Give me like five things that got your attention and were stood out for you. Okay. Um, not in order of importance. Okay. So the throne that the throne that Bo-Katan was sitting on. Right. Um. She. You, you can definitely tell that that she has this vendetta against Mando. And it's not even really his fault. He was kind of played by Moff Gideon. But she got this real Khaleesi vibes in her eyes, you know? Y- you could also tell that like, at, at the end of season two, Mando wanted nothing to do with it. Like, he he, he was just like, nah, I mean, here, like, you can have take it. it. It's just, yeah. it's- but, again, that's also kind of flawed because if you think about it, she never won the sword from from Sabine. Sabine just gave it to her. So I think maybe she like learned from her mistakes because of the curses. Like if you don't earn the sword in battle, then the person that is ruling Mandalore and the way that Mandalore is will fall into ruin. And now it is believed that because of that, that's why. Um, uh, so I think the Bo-Katan kind of no. blames herself for the uh, the inevitability of her home world being destroyed. A hundred percent. And uh, do you think that she believes in the way that Din Djarin does that it is uh, up for redemption, or do you think it's beyond all hope? Because we'll talk about this, and this is probably one of the key points that I noticed. But we will see in season three, we will actually go to Mandalore. Oh we, yeah, we will see Mandalore, and that was the final shot of of the trailer. Was um, what was the name of the capital city? Sundari. Sundari. Yeah. The the dome city. We see the 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 remnants of it after the uh, the bombardment of the empire. Um, but I'm just because Dinjarin's going there for one specific purpose to redeem himself. Um, and he can only do that on the homeworld of Mandalore, according to the armor. Um, and what that ritual actually consists of, I don't know. Or if there's somewhere he has to go within the capital city, or if it's on a completely different part of Mandalore. Because we've only ever, in Clone Wars, ever seen that capital city. We've never been anywhere other. Uh, that's not true. We actually got to see in it. Clone Wars. Oh, in, in Clone Wars. Because I, I think we started over at over in Rebels. I'm talking about Clone Wars right now. Oh, okay. But what do we see? What do we see in Rebels? We see the capital the city. The capital city. Yeah. But what else? I mean, other than that city, you know? Oh, okay. Um, the, yeah. There's a whole planet yeah. there. We're only seeing like one little nipple no. of it. Yeah. I I I, don't know I I would say I was like okay. Uh, I I honestly think that the I meant to say nibble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it works though. Toasty waffles. What's up, man? Um, so there, there was a season three trailer, but it was only shown to people at Star Wars Celebration. Unfortunately, we don't know if that will go online at some point. Well, it will, like it will, but maybe not all of the, maybe not all of the same things that we saw. I feel like they, they might wait until after they premiere Andor because they're going to, they want their attention to be on that project considering that it doesn't 
because season three of Mandalorian comes out February of 2023. I don't know if I said that, but um, they also dropped the uh, t te- like they showed the teaser of Ahsoka, which Brooke really, really wants to talk about that. Um, there's literally it was like not even 30 seconds. No, because we got so much information. Well, right, but at that point. They were only filming for like three weeks, but there was a lot. There was a lot that was shown, and it sounds like, it sounds like this will just be like the like, it will be Star Wars Rebels live action. That's honestly what it sounds Plus like. Plus Ahsoka, yeah, and yeah. and 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 then Ahsoka, I mean, will, Ahsoka will will make more of an appearance. But going back to, it's called Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, but going back to what we saw in the trailer for Mando. Um, we, we also get a scene of a bunch of the, there's a scene where they're back on Navarro and, and we see Carl, Carl Weathers come back. I feel like every time that we see him come back, he's just wearing like, like just more different, cooler robes yeah. every time. Yeah. And he's like, um, uh, what did he say? It, Good to see you again. Maybe. Yeah. Something. I don't know. No, uh, we were all like. I don't know why we were like so surprised to see him. No, he, you know, it, we 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 really be surprised to see his car at Dune. I I was actually gonna say that. I'm curious if they just will never mention her again, or like she died. Yeah, like like oh yeah, like there was a terrible shoot, like yeah. there there was a terrible shootout and she passed away and then boom like that's it. But I I don't know if they will recast her. I don't know. I feel like it would be worse for Lucasfilm to recast her. Just, uh, I think, I don't know. It's just a, I don't know. It's a character I think would be easier to kill off off yeah. screen than it would be to recast. Yeah. And attempt to. It's it, it's it's not like it's like a, like a main tier character, I guess, because of because of she, she she was in season one. Because that would just re spark so much. She like, was in the second half of season two. Yeah. Off screen. Yeah. Like I mean, we're in the middle of like this whole thing with um. Uh, what's the the third sister's actor's name? The the thing where it's going on. Oh right yeah, now with the, yeah. the whole racism comments and stuff like that. Um, and David and James actually made an episode about that. And right, yeah, I saw it. But I'm that's like, on, that's so uncalled for, guys. If you're listening, any negative type way, I don't like you. Yeah, and racism, none of that belongs in our fandom. Like we are, we are better than that. I'd say I hate you, but I don't. No, and uh, um, and to kind to kind of go off of what Ewan said about about everything going on with that is, you think you can follow Ewan? If you're making comments like that, you are not a Star Wars fan, and you are Star Wars stuff podcast eyes. Yeah, like we stand with Moses. You don't treat anyone like that, Ingram. Is just is, as much a part of the Star Wars universe yeah. as Han Solo. Harrison it is Ford. just unacceptable. So that's all I want to say about that because yeah. we're talking about Mandalorian. Yeah, um, but we see a tree with um, co. I'm so tired, guys. Um, no, 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 not coaxium. Um, the the monkey lizards. Oh. I don't. I hate those things. Yeah. They, I was like, more of these. Oh my god. Uh, and uh, and then the final shot of the trailer that we saw Lucas film was Bogatan saying like, "Did you think your dad was the only? Did 
did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? And then, you know, everyone shared the Lucasfilm panel. We were like, woo. But they showed a lot more footage, um, which we are going to do a quick breakdown of that. Um, but I like, I remember, like, in the beginning, she said that they had unfinished business, which yeah. indicated, like, uh, a sort of, like, conflict between the two of them that yeah. was, that would be unfolding in season three. And I don't know, because there's always going to be some sort of villain. And I don't know if she would go from being an ally to a villain. Because, like, we always see in, like, TV shows, like, where they start off at the beginning of the series, yeah. the season, as an ally. And then they slowly become this anti-hero. And she's seeking, like, this sort of... Um, she's trying to reclaim the throne that she lost. Yeah. But she never really had it. Because no. the way that she acquired it was not according to like the code and like i'm like you already and now you're trying to abide by the rules when you you already failed to abide by them in the first place it's just kind of hypocritical but yeah no i i think um i think we'll definitely see character growth more for Bo, which surprisingly we've got most of her character growth through clone wars and rebels Mm. and it's so cool that um, that we are doing that transition of, you know, of cartoon characters like, you know, the, who are animated coming to live action, especially if it's the same person that voiced them. Like Katie, Katie Sackhoff is like perfect for Bo. Do you think there's any potential of Bo Katan showing up in Kenobi? Since they have that kind of relationship going on. Uh... I mean, she was her, 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 his former love interest sister. Uh, so. In Kenobi, I could see flashbacks. I think in the next episode of Kenobi, we'll see flashbacks. And something I would love to see would be young Obi-Wan and Satine on the run. I think that would be really, really cool. That rhymed. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I but, the, but the cool thing about the extra footage that we saw, it, it was mind-blowing. Um, and from that spot where where the creature thing comes through the you know, from the ceiling, and then Bo says the line, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Then we, you know, keep transitioning into the new footage. And the first shot of that, um, which Ben and I were just talking about this, is is it looks like the armor is handing Paz Vizsla um, the, her tankering hammer. Like, and we were talking about, like, is that is that supposed to come off as like, oh hey, she's passing on that, um, the mantle, the uh, yeah. the, you know, like he he uh, compared it to that of uh, Mjolnir, yeah, uh, Thor from Thor, um, and I was like, is he gonna grab it and drop to the ground or something like that? But um, he's not worthy. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I think I don't know if it is sentimental or if it has a deeper meaning or. If she is in, you know, because like there's always that moment when you see the one of like the heroes like like take this, go on without me, and they have every intention of not surviving what is about to come, and with the high stakes that we're going to be seeing in season three, yeah. could the armor be one of the main characters to not survive? Yeah, aside from like Cara Dune, but like. Yeah. separate but um <laughs> like she died a hero but yeah <laughs> yeah i know uh the uh, to kind of go back because toasty waffles asked a question uh did anakin know about satine yes he did 
um, because there there was the arc, which is a really funny arc of where um, of where it's it's Obi Wan, Anakin, and Satine are, are on a are are on like one of the Mandalorian like cruise ships that are going back to Coruscant to the Senate to to kind of talk about Death Watch, and Obi Wan kind of you know tells Anakin the history, and Anakin kind of sees the parallel um uh par paradox para perineum parallels parallel thank you parallel like it's <laughs> like perineum dude i'm tired man no but uh perennial but but there were definitely the uh there were definitely the of 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 those happening between anakin and uh in Padme's relationship and Obi-Wan and Satine's relationship. And Anakin was definitely relating. And, and I remember watching that. And then Anakin's like, why, why didn't you leave the order? Cause you clearly loved her. And Obi-Wan's reply to that was, um, that wasn't my place in the galaxy at the time. And as much as I wanted to, it wasn't the Jedi way. And it sounded like Obi-Wan didn't want to lose that rank of being a Jedi. It, 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 as 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 strong as love is, I think to him at that point in his life, his only family, yeah, was. I mean, not as far as he knows, because yeah. like we learned in the last episode of yeah. Kenobi that he is he has memories of his original family and a potentially like a yeah. brother, he, another Kenobi. Which we also learned that in old canon, not sure if it's um, it, they might, but apparently the old canon was the Obi Wan. Um, Does he seek out his family? Uh, Obi Wan for his his brother apparently was Owen. That explains why he treats him. Yeah, yeah. That was the old canon. I don't like that. That that was the old canon, which I thought was interesting. Because then he'd be like, like I don't know, because like because Owen is Luke Skywalker's uncle by marriage, not right. Or is it by marriage or by blood? Because of is because of them that would make you know he's his Anakin and Obi Wan like technically related in a weird yeah, way. Like that, if you follow the tree line, be like, oh, they were like second cousins twice removed. I don't know. That's that's too much uh, to think about. Uh, and because like when you go from old you, canon to real canon, uh, if you combine those two, that storyline doesn't work. You are. It's like when you put in you like are a my, math problem. That's the wrong math problem, but you still get the right answer. You were my brother's stepbrother's you were brother, my brother. <laughs> Anakin, and I loved you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. So that was. Watcher. So I think we'll definitely dive deeper into that in the next episode of Kenobi because I think we'll definitely see more of his history because he's going to be probably knocked out in a coma from all the pain that he uh, endured. Um, but going back to again, going back to season three of Mando. We keep doing this. Um, it's Star Wars stuff. The uh, the uh, next shot uh, uh, is is some Mandalorians jumping down from from one of the Mandalorian ships, and I like to, to which see is this a so lot cool because because of Star Wars likes to they like to take um, inspiration from um, from real world con- real world concepts. Uh, can't speak um very often and like this situation right here is reminiscent of um like like airborne 
uh, members of the like the infantry in like World War II and like Vietnam when when they would they would drop airborne members of the infantry into combat and obviously they didn't have jetpacks so it was a little bit different for them um, but as a uh, as a Mandalorian you have the opportunity and I don't know exactly what ship they're in I can imagine what ship they're in do you know what the name of that ship is that kind of looks like a, a fighter because it's a, it, it's really cool, but I think that they're the rim because we've seen in other clips from the same trailer, we see the Mandalorian. I cannot pronounce that I for the life of me, bro. <laughs> this is the the concrete class uh, transport. I'll just point that right there. Yeah, that I think they're dropping out of that ship into a combat situation because we do see that ship in the trailer that was released. Yeah at Star Wars Celebration. So I know it's in season three and it, we've already seen it in season two. Um, so they have access to, and there's different kinds of that same ship. So there's there's a transport class. There's, yeah. there's the elite or the stealth class where it's just a little bit smaller. Yeah. It's meant for uh, smaller uh, elite squadrons for uh, deployments and stuff like that. But I just, I love reminiscent uh, callbacks to real world. Um, and when they talk about and reference like, like World War Two, like with like sieges and and airborne drops and bombings and stuff like that. So like Star Wars exists and it reflects the real world, past, present, and potentially future. I agree. Uh, and then from there, when they jump out of the ship, it jumps to a shot of where the armor is walking in a room and she starts beating the crap out of people with her. With her, she starts wailing on some dudes with her wielding hammer, and then we jump to a shot of where Mando is going to the planet Navarro. Every time that we go back to Navarro, it just get, keeps getting nicer and nicer because of now there's trees, there's more life on the planet. Because who Cardoon keeping it cool? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I really am curious on how they're on how they're gonna deal with that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we, that should have been a question I asked Dave. Yeah, yeah. I should have been like, "What are you? What are you? Gonna, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. What are you gonna do with that?" Uh, but we then jump to them going to Navarro, and then the next shot—no joke—was surprised everyone. Was it's not just Babu Frick's species; it actually is Babu Frick. I didn't of, know if it was at first when we first saw him. Yeah. He looks a little different than yeah. when we originally um, met him. He is wearing a very similar costume to what he wore and cool in Rise of Skywalker. But then you look over, like, and uh, and 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 the next shot of that, and it's two more members of his species. So it's like, ooh, okay. And they're all working on one thing. So like, I don't know if they're like um, siblings that are like engineers or. Yep. And mechanics. that's nice because it's tying in into the sequels more and more. Every season, it ties more into the sequels, and that's what we want to see. Because what what the what all these shows are doing of uh, not not Kenobi and Andor really, but more of like of the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka. What's happened? Yeah, all of these shows are making the sequels more watchable and kind of filling in the blanks. That's a gap because there were a lot of unanswered questions at the end of rise of skywalker the questions which, still outweigh the answers. which that should never happen in, in in a final movie um so maybe uh maybe the the new movie rogue squadrons will 
answer some of those unfinished questions. Got it. We'll we'll just have to wait and see because there were a lot. There was a lot to discuss. And what the Clone Wars did at first, I mean, because of if you watch Phantom Menace, Tiger the Clones, and Re- Revenge of the Sith. If you haven't, why are you here? Right. Exactly. No. Um, <laughs> if you watch those and you don't watch the Clone Wars, they're good. But if you watch the Clone Wars, it's great. It's great be- because when you're watching Obi-Wan and Anakin fight on Mustafar, it adds more of the tension, more of the, man, they went through a lot in the Clone Wars like together. And, uh, and the final season ties directly into Revenge of the Sith and the last four episodes. There is something... Um, well, season six did not. No, there were a lot of answered questions in there that we were thinking about in, in Attack of the Clones, and we were just like, okay, it's not a kid's show, though. No, um, which season one is. they made that clear like this past week. Well, yeah, of last the, week, yeah, of last week over at, at most of the panels when they were talking about Bad Batch, they kept saying that. That yes, Star Wars is meant for kids, but they decapitate a lot of people in the Clone Wars. Dude, TV show. Like, literally said that he's like, Yeah, this is a TV show meant for kids, but it's not really a kid. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a kid show, but it's not meant for kids, right? Right, and I'm like, Uh, can you explain? And then right after that, he was like, Yeah, we decapitated people, and then John's like, Yeah, okay, we don't gotta <laughs> about that right now. yeah, and I think that. There's a lot to look forward to tying it into the sequels. And I think we'll maybe by the final season, we'll start seeing them maybe do the kidnapping stuff of where they are kidnapping kids and turning them into stormtroopers. Um, because we see that a lot in Force Awakens. Because if Finn was taken away from his family. Um, I think, well, Finn, that's like decades in the, in the future. But it was it happened in the Empire, too. And they kind of already started hinting at it in season one of Bad Batch when they were talking about conscription soldiers and them being half the cost. They'd actually be like a third of the cost if you kidnap them instead of paying them. Yeah. So like, and they're like, "Oh, we we feed them and we clothe them, we give them a place to sleep." And I was like, "That's no. how you're su- no." Uh, and then someone else said, um, "Imagine after Mando season three, Ahsoka season three, and Endor season two, Disney just." Pulls uh, Stars Episode Seven, a new beginning. What? Can you elaborate on that, Toasty Waffles? But yeah, no. Um, I think, I I think we'll definitely see more more stuff tying in into the sequels because of we in season two, Amando they like kind of showed like of the cloning facility and one of the clones in there looked like Snoke, like just kind of like one of the very, yeah. And, so. and, and you can kind of hear of the theme too. So it was like, okay, interesting, but we continue. Um, we continue past after that. Uh, Toasty waffles is talking about just remaking the sequels. Oh, I, we, I don't think they would do that. There, we have talked about this in the f- previous podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go, look through the archives you can find it but we've talked about the archives (laughs) uh and then we see a shot of mando and grogu inside his new um naboo starfighter which is so cool by the way Mm. i love his new ship it was it was a phenomenal we'll talk about it more later in the podcast but it was a phenomenal experience yes because we actually got to see the one they used in the show actual starfighter oh 
the Mandalorian experience. We died. We died, but we will definitely talk about that. We should really that. hurry up. What yeah. We're doing now, so um, we can talk about that. Right. So, That's the cool part. Uh, so the next shot, we see Mando and Grogu. Um, Mando's driving, of course, and Grogu's looking out, and there's fireworks, and we're like, wow, cool. And like Garden of the Galaxy fireworks. Uh, uh, and then we see Bo um, talking to Grogu. Um, I'm really curious, like, if we'll see Grogu actually speak at some point because of, I feel like he's starting words. Yeah. I feel like he's slowly starting to actually speak. Um, that'll never happen. Uh, Liam and toasty said, um, I, I, show it. uh, I, I don't see them re remaking them. And then toasty waffle said, I, I highly doubt it, but it's something I hope for or removing them from the canon. See, what Tulsi, I, I, I have to disagree and agree with you at the same time because in a lot of ways, there are a lot of unanswered questions with the sequel trilogy, but there are also a lot of good advantages that we also saw out of the sequel trilogy. And on the Star Wars podcast, we don't like to hate on um, any of the content on Star Wars. Uh, we have critiques sometimes, yes, but uh, overall, we are happier that the sequel trilogy exists yes, rather than it being remade or not being made canon anymore and also i don't think that there is any chance in any universe of them or any part of the multiverse where um they would remove the sequel trilogy that they spent billions of dollars on at this point on to to remake and just just because the fans don't like certain parts of it or aspects um I mean, I, I understand if they wanted to remake The Last Jedi, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to go with a no. Yeah. It's uh, hard. But no. But we see uh, Bo, you know, looking at Grogu and maybe trying to have a conversation of being like, oh, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And then it jumps from. Uh, and then it's it's got Mando on a planet with grass, which might just be Navarro. Um, I don't think he would, un- unless he goes back and sees Luke again, like on the same planet that Luke was on and, and the Book of Boba and being like, listen, take Grogu back. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a shot of a Star Destroyer being built and kind of rising, which which reminds me of the starter stories in the rise of Skywalker, where what planet was that? Rising w- w- on? Where we, they were in the figure that out. Um, it kind of looks like Corellia. Am I wrong? That was a lot of silence. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking for, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's definitely not Exegol. So we don't worry about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of was just for a second thinking yeah. about that fan made video you showed me while we were at Disneyland. Oh that yeah, one that was awesome. But I we was, should watch that again after this. <laughs> uh, after the podcast, yeah. But it then jumps to Mando and Bo, both in in different cockpits of their ships, and and I think they're trying to make it look like they're trying to blast each other out of the sky, or maybe they're teaming up. We don't know. But then we have a shot. I'm of, leaning more towards Bo being another yeah. antagonist in the, film, um, the but, TV series. But now the next shot is Mando in space. They are in a asteroid field because there is a Star Destroyer there. We don't know why. And there's also ships that we've never seen before that don't look like they're part of the 
Fallen Empire. It looks like it's a different antagonist, maybe pirates, maybe space pirates. And space pirates. And 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 we all know a great space pirate. You know, you work for a great space pirate. Yeah. I just I mean I, I don't think seen him in a while. I don't think Hondo would show up there. I'm just telling you, I think Hondo would be great in Kenobi. I because of because Obi-Wan and him have like like huge chemistry and and I mean he he captured him. He captured him and he's definitely like they've helped each other during the Clone Wars. One Jedi, that's just very good, but two Jedi, that's just good business. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and they end up having a, a a battle in the asteroid field. I wonder where the asteroid field is. I don't know, but there is there is an outpost that is built on top of one of the asteroids, yeah. which is super cool. And we've seen it in many different like 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 media platforms. Like we see it in like we most recently we saw it in the Halo series with I can't remember the name. Oh of the yeah, where they had like a whole city. And it was connected by these lions with like gondolas, like carrying them to and yeah. from. I was like, that is so cool. And then we see it here, and I was like, hey. And then I was like, well, we saw like a halo. Yes, yes. There, the, the, I was like, hey. There was actually a giant ring in the Book of Boba Fett that looked like it was straight out of Halo. Yeah. And and, and this was and before the Halo. There. This was before the Halo series came out too. So, so. it's like they're like piggybacking off each other. Like, yeah. There's a halo in Star Wars. There's asteroid cities in Halo. Now yeah. there's asteroid cities in Star Wars. I'm like, what is going on? Are there like producers that are like are working on both of these projects that we just don't know about? I gotta go look at that after this podcast. I'm gonna look into that. Yeah. I just feel like they're too similar. You know? uh, and and then the next shot goes into a, a protocol droid that was looking like he was trying to evacuate people out of Navarro. So it sounds like the fight's coming back to Navarro in a way. Uh, right after it's starting to get pretty again. Yeah. And then we see shot of Mando and different Mandalorians are 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 like coming in ones and, that we haven't right. seen previously and not from the. There's a cool shot of of Paz Vizla with his chain gun. He's just mowing people down, and there's a bunch of Mandalorians behind him shooting. And I'm just like, oh, similar to that. We need more scene from um, scene one. But I, I honestly would be pumped if like if John Favreau was actually in actually in the suit that'd be so dope if yeah. he took off his helmet and it was his face yeah, yeah. i well he wouldn't take off his helmet he would never do that but like if that, i could, i would definitely recognize his voice that would be funny of him being like and cut all right guys so this time i'm gonna have to go over here and then he's just got the triangle like the blue all right and action and he's just, uh, oh man he's like john you forgot your helmet oh. yeah cut uh there's there's a lot to there's a lot to look forward to. I believe we'll definitely see a bunch of new planets. We'll, well this is great because we're not going to be on Tatooine, so your wife will be happy about that as yeah. well as a lot of our viewers. Uh shut up! Don't in no. the in, in in the trailer. Well, we, yeah, I'm sure we go to Tatooine, but yes. we're going to be seeing a lot more yes. than just Tatooine. Yeah, this yeah. isn't going to be like a book of effect. No, only on Tatooine situation. Right, but they definitely do go back to Tatooine in this. Um. And uh, and there's another shot of of, of of them going down the ramp. And then my favorite part of the trailer, which if you guys could hear the music, it's it's incredible. It's a shot of Grogu and Mando and hyperspace, and he like holding yeah. his child. Yeah, like uh, to see the baby, and it, it it just sounds incredible. It it sounds phenomenal. The music that they that that they paired with this trailer, yeah, I know it's like like. Yeah. Just a minute trailer. Yeah. 
There are um, there are some leaked trailers online. It's it's now the full thing of just different clips and stuff. They're a very not good, right? And also, but they're also like obviously hiding the camera because we weren't supposed to be filming. Yep, we so. didn't. No, we didn't. Um, so I just want to make that yeah. public that we did not film <laughs> anything. Yeah, I took a lot of pictures, but no video. Um, you not, took- no, 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 not of anything I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, like, I, I was gonna say you. Not of any- <laughs> like I have like two hundred pictures you- of the Mandalorian learning experience. Yes, I've all of the Mandalorian yeah, experience. I have a lot experience. of pictures yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but there's the next shot of Mando and and his fighter again, except R five is in the spot where where they made that spot. Well, that explains like, why Grogu has to sit of that in the seat for Grogu. So I'm curious why they needed R five. I don't know for maybe navigating purposes. That's really the only reason right. he has left to. Maybe they're going to like a system that doesn't exist on the Star Charts. Right. Right. Oh, it's been erased from the Jedi archives. You know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like Grogu is touching the touching the butt. He's touching the um the controls in the cockpit. Does that have like a little ball on it? Yeah. Away, touching it. And and then we have another shot of them getting chased in the asteroid field, and then we get to the final shot, which is the capital city of Mandalorian ruins. Sundari. Um and we see like it for like literally one second and you're seeing it as there he's Dinjarin's flying out of clouds. So it's, it's so like, cool. It's a good shot. And I think we're definitely gonna see him try and become a Mandalorian again. Cause at this point, you know, and some of the Mandalorian of some of the Mandalorian's eyes, um He's not a Mandalorian. He's no longer a Mandalorian because he took off his ha- helmet. Please. Willingly which I bet then they definitely don't think that Bo Katan is, yeah. is a Mandalorian. No. So, how the heck could she possibly take um, the mantle of the rule, proper ruler of Mandalore if she's not even a Mandalorian in the eyes of this creed? Which is pretty much the only remnants of Mandalorians in existence today. So, like, even though she takes the mantle of the ruler of Mandalore, no one's going to recognize her as the ruler of Mandalore because no. you're not a Mandalorian in their eyes. So, it's a paradox. Yeah, and um, it's one that I hope gets resolved in this. Maybe that is why I think that Bo-Katan will become such an antagonist because she wants to rule over Mandalore and thus the Mandalorians, but they don't recognize her rule. Right, because she's not a Mandalorian. She didn't acquire this dark saber by proper means nope. either time, um, and now she's has to fight for a position, and that's probably going to put her at up against her friends at some point, like Din Djarin yeah. is probably going to have to have to go toe to toe with her. Uh, even though he doesn't care. He's like, just, you know what? If you, you just tap me on the shoulder, I'll fall down. <laughs> you take it. You win. Right. Um, she's like, no, it's not how this works. Cause I tried it once and it didn't work. <laughs> and so whatever. I think something else that's great about this is it's not just a story of, of Din Djarin happening. Um, at this point in the timeline, there's other characters, including Ahsoka. I already talked to Brooke, and she was like, "Yeah, go for it," and I'll talk about it on Sunday. And I was like, "Cool." So, um, there there was a teaser for Ahsoka. Um, it wasn't very long. It wasn't very long because at that point they were they they were only filming about three weeks in. If you want to know more about this and go into further detail, yeah. make sure you tune in 
on Sunday yeah. for when the diehard Ahsoka fan yes. talks about it in more detail. Yeah. But we will briefly break it over, down. Go over uh, it. Just very briefly. And, very briefly. and I remember watching that that trailer and just seeing everyone's reaction, including my wife. Like She was just like... <sighs> Like I'm like, just I'm right here. Yeah. I see it too. Yeah, and uh-huh. uh, and what's really cool about it is, like I said, it it look is it. I got the feeling it was it gonna was crazy. be season like season five of Rebels, but live action. It was crazy because like they have been filming for four weeks now, but it they had been filming for three weeks by the. By the time they sh- they showed us this thing, yeah. So I was not expecting was, a teaser at all. Oh, nothing. And we got one. And not only did we get one, we got Rosario Dawson showing up in person on stage because they don't fi- apparently they don't film on Saturdays. Yeah. And like I remember, like throughout the entire Star Wars celebration, Dave Filoni was like, "Oh, we're filming Ahsoka so far away, no one could ever possibly go see it." Yeah. And literally, it was an hour down the road. Like if you wanted to go see the set of Ahsoka, I mean, you probably couldn't see it. But like you go to the place where they're filming Ahsoka, and I don't know why he was hinting at it multiple times throughout Celebration. Yeah. But he was like, "It's so far away, it's down the road." And John Favreau was like, "Stop, yeah, <laughs> stop." Uh, <laughs> but the opening shot um, was Rosari uh, was Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka walking onto a ship, and it showed like the hallway leading to the cockpit. Very familiar cockpit. The ghost. And that was really, really cool for me. I love I love these transitions of like of the animated shows mm-hmm. into live action. And the fact that no joke, all these characters came from like th- these are not established characters from uh from past movies. All these characters came from from the animated series. Which is why it's so important now more than ever that you watch these. Yeah. So you can better understand the plot. And uh and character development. And then and then there's another shot of a droid. Um I a uh, a droid that we see in the Clone Wars arc of where the younglings go and learn um uh learn how to build their lightsabers and they go and grab their grab their Jedi crystals. Now I'd like to point out that this droid in particular has helped um uh not um uh not only Yoda like building his lightsaber when he was um a like 800 years yeah, ago yeah a a young jedi but he's helped you know thousands of jedi probably even during the high republic era um with with help building their lightsabers and his mind has never been erased no he has uh, data bank of knowledge going back a millennium. No, it's the same type of droid. We don't know if it's exactly that droid, but if it is, that's really cool. But what makes me excited, and I don't know why you're you not get a little out. messed up in that, right, in that video, right, in that I, episode. Yeah, but it's funny because I thought you would be very hyped about this, and I and and I'm going to remind you. You'll probably think, oh, okay, what, Gunji. No, not Gunji of the droid. That droid is voiced by David Tennant. I knew that, but like yeah. I was I wasn't gonna this is a Star Wars stuff podcast. So yeah, I wanna, you know. But that's so cool to me because you know, of course, Doctor Who and, and amazing and everything. But the fact that Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah, it, it's the fact that that now not only live action would he be, you know, he, he would be in, but he's got Doctor Who, he's got Harry Potter, and then he's got Star Wars, Star Wars under his belt, which is super cool. He's already got Star Wars. Which under his belt, fun now fact? Um, Matt Smith was actually supposed to be in Episode Nine. Um, yeah, 
I mean, like it's I understand that like why he wasn't, but like the weirdness of the rumor that like and everyone believed it as soon as it happened. They're like uh, he's definitely there. He's I've seen the cast list and then he didn't you know really show up all that much at all. Yeah, but at that much and at all which <laughs> things but he didn't show up let me just um, say that say that for clarity yeah no i i i honestly think it's gonna be like a full-out live action um season five of rebels because in in one of the next shots we get it's ahsoka walking with hera um uh and uh and lo- what looks like zeb in the background as well if Zeb shows up in live action, it, for the love of God, better be voiced by the same person. Steve Bloom, such, like, an, such a nice it, guy. It's such not a nice him. Guy. It's not Zeb at yeah. this point. And that's all I have to say about that. And I'd rather not talk about this too much more. And I'd rather get on to the Mandalorian experience. Just because <laughs> I really want to talk about that. And I also yeah. don't want to take away too much of what is going to be talked about on Sunday. Well, I, well, I, yeah, I, let's talk about the Mandalorian experience. Let's just talk about it. Okay, well... All right, do you seem to have one more thing to say? Yes, say yes, because I, I feel like we'll leave him on a cliffhanger if we, if we don't talk about but it. It's a, that's what a trailer is. Um, uh, and then the final shot of the trailer, well, and then we also see um, Ahsoka walking through some old ruins and the temple and everything. Super, super cool. Um, uh, did Zeb seem like an Inquisitor situation? We didn't really get a real glimpse at him, to be honest with you. Like, like. Um, and, and, and that was the same thing with Hera as well. Like we, we just saw the back of her and we saw maybe like we saw Zeb in the background. Now I don't re- personally remember looking at Zeb, but a lot of people were saying that Zeb was in that shot. I was so, a little distracted. Yeah. A lot, lot um, going on. But, we saw it one time. Yeah. But there's really no footage of it that got leaked because I guess for the Ahsoka trail, I guess every, the other uh, people were really on top of it, but I remember all the main things, but the final shot, which was the most memorable one was the mural from Star Wars Rebels that Sabine made at the that we see at the end of season of the series of the series finale of Star Wars Rebels, um, and and it's the same art style and everything, right? The, the, that we see in it, and then we see the the back of live action Sabine, and then that was the end of the trailer. But what was great about that is. Um, is it sounds like what we see at the end of Star Wars Rebels season four, it sounds like it will definitely pick up right where like that left off. So it will be like, all right, here comes Ahsoka the White with with, with, with her staff and her robes, and she's you like Gandalf the White. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like we'll definitely be just leading off of there. So I'm really curious on how all of that's gonna fit in the timeline. But then after that the trailer ends and then the live action Sabine comes out on stage and she's flustered. Cause she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm part of star Wars. This is crazy. And something that John Favreau and Dave Filoni talked about, which was really excited and made me happy was they were talking about, uh, they were, they were talking about how great, um, the people who voice these characters are and how important they are still to the characters even though that some of them are not coming back on like to live action, like Katie Sackoff, they are still part of the initial process of filming and everything because without them, without the voice actors, these characters would not exist the way that we look at them. Um, but it's, 
but it's great for some of the characters that were animated, like for example, Zeb. He can still definitely be voiced by Steve Bloom. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I, I would be devastated if they casted someone else because of because of Zeb's voice is so iconic. But like he's gonna be in so many prosthetics and and yeah and things like that. Anyways, that like would it really matter if you casted someone else? You could just well, I mean, for example, for all the stuff that they filmed filmed Hondo like at Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. that's clearly not Jim Cummings in the suit. So right. yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's um. There is definitely a lot to look forward to. And don't worry, um, Brooke will definitely break down the entire trailer and her thoughts on everything. Uh, but let's dive into the Mandalorian experience. Uh, Matt and I went shortly after. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and it was an amazing process, an amazing experience because... We made new friends. We were just thinking it was going to be, you know, like, oh, cool, like... There's a there there's a couple of miniatures and everything, and you walk in and you actually see the ship at the end of season four of Rebels that that Ahsoka comes in, but it's live action, so it's like boom, that's that's definitely going to be an Ahsoka. But and they were they did say the uh, one of the Disneyland employees because it was being run like the the Mandalorian experience was being uh, staffed by Disneyland, which. I love that because all the D- Disneyland employees were part of like most of them were part of opening team of Galaxy's Edge over there, or or they did something Star Wars related over at Disneyland. Yeah, so, they didn't they didn't hire like someone working in right, Disney. right. And I was like, yes, don't hire like like non Star Wars fans. Have have Star Wars fans operating it and and working around that because that's gonna make the experience even better. I mean, that's the only reason that Lucasfilm has gotten as far as it has today is because of people working in it now. Our fans, fans, yeah, for fans by fans, right? So we saw the cockpit. Of, well, actually, step one, first thing we saw when we walked in the room was the suit that was Dinjarin. Yep, super uh, cool, and it was the best guard one, not yep. like season one Dinjarin. No, uh, and when we first walked in, it was I we saw costumes like right away as soon as we walked the door, and I was like, oh, this is, we're starting. And I was like, no, this is just like the queue, and then we have to like wait in this tiny line. Yeah, and then we saw Dinjarin, and then there was there's like. There's basically four separate rooms, not including the line. And then Din Djarin is basically one room with some tiny stuff and a photo op. And then there was some small scale model sets that included. Let me pull up the pictures because I got them right here. I won't show that. I don't, I don't have to show them. But um, um, these can be posted on our Instagram story for sure. But yeah, the first one we saw was a scale model of the Razor Crest, which what? is now that I'm looking at it, was <laughs> very poorly. Cool, taken. but then there's this one, which that one we can show you. Which this one will definitely be in. Um, th- this one will definitely be in and Ahsoka. To, to put that to scale, that is about, and this is kind of large. In That's a huge ship, guys. It's about two of my heads. We've seen it in. Yeah, like that. it was probably about that big. We've seen it in the Clone Wars, but fun fact about that ship, which I talked about during a live stream when we actually, which if you go on Instagram, um, you can actually see a walkthrough of the entire experience. Um, yeah, we did an Instagram live, yeah, it, so it's there. And but what's cool about that ship is uh, Doug Doug Chang and uh, and and a couple of the other people on that team for Attack the Clones had different designs for um, what Obi Wan's Jedi like his starfighter was going to look like and that is um that ship was supposed was 
in the idea box of what his ship was supposed to look like. And then they used it during the Clone Wars TV show. And now we're seeing it live yeah, action. The one they used in the TV show, like, it, like it could, like, the wings could, like, rotate for, like, a landed position. I so, like, think we'll one, see that. This one looks like it's fixed, though, because, like, you see, because, like, there's this V formation on it. How how, how would it land, though? It, yeah, it, 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 right it, it, it would have to, language, Um, uh, it, it would it would have to oh, go. Sorry. Uh, it, it would, we'll, we'll have to loop that out again. <laughs> um, uh, we'll have to, like, it would move like that so it could land flat. But I think that um, that there's definitely stuff that maybe we didn't notice that is probably going to be in Ahsoka besides that. Because I saw that, I was like, boom. And instantly, it was like Ahsoka. So we we saw a bunch of the miniatures walk down, and then we saw the cockpit of the Razor Crest. And it looked really, really, really cool. And and, and, and they also had some of the sound effects. Something but they had the season one version of Mandalorian yeah. armor in that one, like the 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 maroon and tan yeah. one that was inside the cockpit. So they yeah. had like multiple different like dinjarns on display there. Yeah, and then we saw a bunch of like characters. Uh, yeah, like the Moncala and some of the wearing these wearing the sweater from J.C. Penny. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is it. Yeah, uh, and 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 then we saw some of the bounties that he got in the episode one of Mando of where like they're in carbonite. And then we were like, Oh cool. Like a couple of the costumes. But when we walked around the corner, our minds were completely blown. And I was busy cause I wanted to document and get pictures of every single yeah. thing that was there. And I was like taking pictures and I saw these guys that were in carbonite and I was like, I gotta get pictures of these guys. Yeah. And I was like, Matt, turn around. I was like, don't, Stop! Don't ruin this for me. I gotta get this. And he's like, Matt, just turn around. <laughs> and I was like, one more picture. And I was like, all right, got it. And then I was like, yeah, they had, um, which something that we failed to, which we failed to mention before we started talking about the Mandalorian experience, is that during the, um, during the Lucasfilm panel, um, they talked about, um, how they how they were going to be doing this of where they wanted to reward the fans. And um, and John Favreau was like, we have props and costumes from the actual like set and, and everything that we brought on over. Yeah, um, everything that was hundred percent. Yeah, authentic. that has been used, will be used, or is in the process of being used. So that was like, oh, okay, cool. So some yeah, of the none props. these are replicas. Yeah, no joke. We we walk in. Around that corner, and this is what we see. This is the like, look at that. That's our view. Look at that. Like, I was freaking out the entire time. We were just blown away by all the props and, and everything. And and Din Djarin and the Grogu oh, are so sitting in good. The cockpit. It looked amazing. And the Grogu's interactive, like, it, it has motion sensors, yeah. and it will, like, if there's someone standing in front of it, Grogu will rotate towards you. It was actually waving to people, and Grogu too. will wave at you. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, and then I, which I, I walked in, and then Matt rolled his eyes. What she actually got this um, recording? I saw. Yeah, he was mid sentence. I we was talking, like talking. To, I was talking on the live stream, and I was like, no way! And I ran over, and I was like, oh, Matt was like, oh boy! So we ran over. What did we see? Max Rebo. It's the actual Max Rebo that they used from the Book of Boba Fett. And then I, I heard a couple of hours earlier, um, the. The guy that actually created Max Rebo actually went to the Mandalorian experience and 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 saw the Max Rebo like there, and I was like, oh man, I missed that. Um, but it was so phenomenal t- 
to see all of these props, all of these costumes, and seeing black Chrysanthemum like right in front of me, I was like, oh, I my. took so many pictures of that. Oh, costume. I know you did. You like, I don't know why, you but like, share the album with me. I had this idea that like maybe someday I could recreate that costume, yeah. and I needed like first hand yeah. references. And I was like, what's better? Than the actual right. Black Chrysanthemum costume. Uh, and then something else that we learned too is that the BD droid from Book of Boba Fett that we see, um, that is not BD1, which we already suspected, but they actually gave like the actual full name of it on because they actually had like the the identification cards, the the reference one that they use in the show, uh, and his name is. BD seventy two, um, so I was like, all right, cool. It's not BD one, which I'm glad it wasn't. It, it wasn't BD one because if it was BD one, that would have raised a lot of questions. Like, yeah. why on earth was he on Tatooine? Mm-hmm. Like, where's Cal? Is he dead? Um, d- did did him and BD have a falling out? Like, what? <laughs> like, no, but or maybe BD fell out. Of, I don't know shit. Yeah. yeah. So no, I uh, the the whole experience was phenomenal. Like, I've seen the actual live action Cad Bane costume. Um. They they also have the iconic stormtroopers on like of their helmets like on spikes like of of, of, oh, of yeah. that scene. I thought you were talking about like the actual stormtrooper. Like, that was incredible. I was surprised that we didn't see any of like of the of, of at least a reference of the three of the three pit droids. I didn't see any of those. We did see R five. Um, that was super cool, and then we saw a, a bunch of um different Tuscan Raider stuff. And then we saw uh, a life-size Bantha, which a couple of days before, like before we got in California, it was posted online. Like someone was like, hey, you know, there's a Bantha in a truck that has gotten stuck on the highway, like of, of, of the truck broke down. And it turned out it was the same Bantha that they had at the Mandalorian Experience because it's, it, it's the Bantha. It's one of the Banthas that they use in the actual show. And it was moving and stuff like that. And it, it was so cool, guys. It was awesome. And Matt and I were just our 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 breath was taken because it's just like when you go to Gox's Edge and 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 you see the Falcon for the first time. That's such a phenomenal experience. But these are the actual props. These are actual things that you use in the show. So now when we go back and watch the show, we're gonna be like, I, I was right next to that prop. I was less then maybe 10, 10 feet away from that prop. Hey, yeah. And then I'm trying to find this picture for a reference, but yeah, there was this thing. Cause like your wife, she can read Arabesh pretty well nowadays. And we were in front of the wall that is covered in graffiti that we see in the first episode of season two. Um, and there was this, there, there was this one thing that Brooke was standing in there and she was staring at it for a while. And I was like, what are you reading? And she's like, oh, I'm just translating all the things in here. Oh yeah, and there was this one little thing on the bottom, and I can't remember the name of the artist. Like David Cho, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "What does that say?" And she's like, "You won't believe what that says." And I was like, "What does it say?" She said, "It says." And and and, and this was actually used on set, guys. So if you go look at season two of The Mandalorian, you can actually see this with yeah. your own eyes. It says Jar Jar Sith. Yeah, I was like, "What does that mean?" Is that like a joke? Is it a reference? Or what? is it just yeah. like a David Cho joke that like, he, I don't know. <laughs> I It was a very obscure detail yeah. that I thought was awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad that Brooke could read Arabesh at that point in time because I was like, what? So, so this was all made by uh, Fairview Portals. 
and it, it it and honestly was a phenomenal experience and they also were playing music from the show as well like not any like full out action music but Just like, like more of like of yeah, like chill. a peaceful like mando book of boba fett themes if you and, weren't able to see the experience because a you didn't get a reservation or you didn't get in the standby line yeah. and wait for four hours i went four times or you didn't go to celebration <laughs> Um, you can actually go follow Fairview Portal on Instagram. Yeah, they have an Instagram page, and they have a lot of the 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 art artifacts yeah. on display. They have pictures of them on there. Shout out to them. They they did a phenomenal job. They also staged it so well. No, like, like all had, like oh. piles of dirt, oh. in specific places, and like the throne uh, that was inside of Book of Boba yeah. Fett was there it was all set up so phenomenally yeah they uh so there was all right so regal robot made a couple of of the props for the show and there's a tauntaun that they're currently selling and in the show the um lucasfilm actually used like the model tauntaun i believe to put in the throne room of of old java's palace yeah it's heads on yeah right there right and uh and in the Mandalorian experience, it's the it's the actual like Tauntaun that was used on set, and it's the one that Regal Robot made, and, and it was so cool because I I love Regal Robot, I love their props, um, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I I love their merchandise, um, yeah, and uh, and uh, and actually we um we will probably be having uh, the owner and founder of Regal Robot on our podcast here pretty soon. So that's going to be super cool and exciting. Um, yes, Toasty Waffles. My wife speaks fluent Arabic. Well, not speaks. She can read. She can read fluent Arabic. Arabic. I don't think you can speak you Arabic speak. now. No. But uh, but she can read fluent Arabic, which is, you know, just another check off the list because it's like, that's my wife. Um, uh, but yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, um, it, it, it truly was a blessing to go to celebration and experience all that. Celebration is really cool. Honestly, the only thing I I would have changed was probably the the lottery system. Other, I also did not like the other lack of vendors. Like I remember, like you remember at Hall D, like those giant empty spaces, and I was like, oh, yeah. the vendors would kill to be here right now. But yeah. They, like there were no like third party like lightsaber vendors there. Which were... which I which I think I I think they either got. Because because they're always a dragon con, right? Right. And then and, and it's not a Lucasfilm event, so I'm thinking maybe those companies can't go Just because they're yeah direct like they're competitors. yeah. So I don't know. They're they, competing companies, for, yeah. But like I don't know. I just feel like there could have been more vendors. But like the vendors that were there, they were selling pretty cool vintage things, and I managed to get my hands there. Cool there was a lot of art thing. I wish I had more money to spend and yeah. a more luggage space to yeah. bring stuff home, but I just know that for next time. We we also got exclusive posters. Lots. Um, yeah, which I which I that is probably one of my favorite things to like get like from from celebration is those exclusive posters because it's like you are getting a souvenir from this amazing experience that you just had. And it's like, all right, well, hey, you know, we know that you will remember this for the rest of your life but here's a poster for it and that's how we felt when we, when we went to the red carpet premiere yeah it was weird yeah. i mean like and i remember like when we were talking uh we were at the 
we're at Lucasfilm and they talk about Andor and Diego Luna's on stage. He's like, I want you to take this poster and you want you to hang it in the middle of your living room. Don't worry. Probably won't do it. <laughs> but well, you don't have that much no, space. Not in not in this that. place. But yeah, no. No, guys, that was honestly the some of the coolest things that, that we did at Celebration. Um, we also did costumes as well because I've let you wear my Han Solo. Um, yeah, we couldn't wear too many costumes just because it was in the middle of the yeah. country and traveling with that stuff yeah. was difficult, which is probably why he didn't have his TK. No. Or why a lot of our friends didn't bring a lot all of their costumes. On, on Unless you were Hunter and you brought Bosk. Um, well, Hunter, he kind of had to bring Bosk at that point because yeah. he had spent so much time and so much effort that yeah. it would be a crime not to have That him. man's a legend, bro. Like, he... he he has so many projects like piled up, yeah. But but, but, but somehow he has time yeah. for everything. Um, I would go follow Jag underscore I underscore Hunter on Instagram. Jag I Hunter, yeah. He's um, a great cosplayer. He does Bosk. He does Captain Rex. He does, he does Hunter. Hunter. And um, what's the fourth one he does? Um, he he does Han Solo and uh, yeah, yeah. And and then I'm talking. Other- um, I've I've been talking to him about doing Captain America and and some of these other characters. But he's got the chin. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, he is a great friend, and um, and 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 the whole friend group was just awesome too. Because of there's also Christian um, that that we actually right, to, which we met at Dragon yeah. Con, right? which which he does a bunch of different versions of Kenobi, Kenobi and uh, underscore yeah. around. You and I'm go follow him. On yeah, Instagram. I'm really glad that he got to experience the that whole panel because of that was also his first and celebration as meeting well. ewan mcgregor was a huge highlight for him i know yeah. and he did it in costume so mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah. phenomenal stuff yep so shout out to those guys that whole group is just amazing but that's the yeah. star wars community as a whole yeah i mean you meet new people yeah. you see old people that you yeah that's star wars celebration yeah and, and i mean and 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 i know i keep talking about it because it because it, i am coming off in a negative way it's just like it's frustrating because of when you are flying across the world or the country, or in our case, yeah, tr- tr- trying to go here, and then you're told you're not getting a panel or something because, which is like two thirds of the reason, right? It, yeah, it's just like okay, that doesn't make sense. So I hope in the future that they just they they go back to the way they used to do things. Do you think Repop is going to be running the one in London next year? Probably. Um, yeah. And, and and again, I've I've got no problem with Reed Pop. It's just like, like I said, it's 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 that system. It's it's flawed. It's unfair. It's it kind of takes the joy out of not out of celebration, but of that moment in particular. Because I again, I was lucky he to was go. Like I howling before he got his. I was parents. so mad. I was like this, and 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 and, and it made it worse because I was going and he wasn't, and like, that which I'm. I wasn't even mad at you, or you weren't or, mad at me. Or, I know, or, but like, or, or just David, mad at the situation. I was happy for you because it was your first celebration. I was like, "Boom, go!" But no joke. I've been talking about on 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 the podcast for a long time, for over a year, saying that's the number one panel that I wanted to go to, like the number one. Um, uh, and then you know, lucky enough, someone had an extra one, and then I got in. Um, but again, it it shouldn't have come to that. So that's my only thing. I will I I won't talk about it again until probably next year. Um, no, he if if they announce if they do the lottery system, which hopefully they don't, but we'll see. But yeah, guys, Star Celebration was awesome. Uh, we definitely have more content coming on the way. 
because there's a lot more to, to still to break down um, from from visions, uh, from from visions from the skeleton crew to to yes. the guy. Um, there's also the there's also the bad bratch uh, season two breakdown. Bad, bad brat. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the bad batch season two breakdown. Uh, and Hunter, uh, the person that we mentioned earlier, is actually going to be hopping on and doing a uh, breakdown of the trailer with us. So that's really cool. Hunter's going to be on with us. Hunter's going to be in the Star Wars. Hunter. Stuff. J not, Guy not Hunter, hun- man. No, but Hunter. J Guy Hunter. But like yeah. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Hunter Smoke. What Take a great up. guy. Hunter. Tick. <laughs> Tick. But yeah, guys, uh, please go follow, follow us on, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, can't read. Yeah, well, neither can I. Uh, go, uh, go and uh, keep sending us messages. We love hearing from you guys, and we loved talking to you guys at Star Celebration. We loved running into you. We loved, you know, just talking about our experiences with you, and 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 you explaining. You know, the, 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 there was one guy we talked to. Um, I, I don't know if you were there for it, but there, the, 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 there was a guy that came out and was like, yeah, you know, um, sometimes when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough time or anything, I just remind myself that a couple of days, the next episode of the Star Wars stuff podcast will come out. That's and, how I feel too. Man. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, it's always spoiled cause I'm on it. So like, <laughs> come on, but it's, I, I love our fan base. I, I, I love the people in the Star Wars community. We are a great community and, Something else that I wanted to talk about, which I know David will the next time he's in the podcast, but we had the wonderful opportunity um, as the podcast to be, you know, as great as we are. Um, David sat down and did an interview with Vanity Fair. That's right. Star Stuff Podcast was in Vanity Fair, and it's because of David. Um, so I'm a little chance situation. Uh, it was awesome. I am so proud of him because of in the article, he just. He represents the podcast so well. He represents the Star Wars community so well, and um, that's someone that you definitely, you definitely want to look up to, um, mm. who doesn't have like that biased opinion, um, like and that is negative. Like David is a fine example of of a um, of what Star Wars fans should be, and I think he was um, he presented himself in the article very well. Um, I would go. Check it out if, if you guys haven't read it yet. Um, it talks about how seeing Star Wars fans in person is completely different than what we see of Star Wars fans online, um, and how great celebration is. It's so, weird considering how recently we've been giving an example of that. Yeah, but um, so it's real. I would definitely. We linked it in our Facebook, so yeah. definitely go check it out there. I would definitely go and um, and check the article out. But I think that's that's all we got. Yeah, today. yeah. Um, go on Spotify and up a podcast again. Sorry about me ranting about the lottery system. Just not a fan of it. But don't worry, I I won't talk about it anymore. Uh, but yeah, we we love you all. We love seeing you at celebration. Don't worry, there's more Star Wars news to come. And man, if if it's not going to be a great year for Star Wars, a couple of years. I'm Kenobi, tales. Yeah. Um. Uh. We still and got three Andor episodes left. Two coming out next year already. Yep, we have we have season two of Mando. I mean, of 
season one of Andor, and then we're going to get season two of Andor. Thank you. Uh, and then there's the show Tales of the Jedi, which we'll definitely do a, a breakdown of that on Sunday because honestly, that show is going to be really cool. This fall is going to be lit. So, oh my gosh, yeah, no, for sure. Star Wars left and right, and then early next year, just more Star Wars going. It's it's going to be crazy. But for Matt and I, and from the rest of the Star Wars stuff podcast, we love you so much. May the force be with you. Always. Always.